0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are in the world. Uh, it might be hard to remember what day it is, but hopefully you can at least work out what time it is right now. Uh, I'm Chris Medland, and let me first start with a caveat that this is not a podcast, at least it's not meant to be. So I'm going to call it the podcast that is not a podcast podcast, uh, because I know everyone's setting up pods right now. Uh, there's, everyone's got loads of spare time on their hands, and they'll think that they're going to be a, a great podcaster. So I'm not doing that. But this is basically a spin-off of last week's roundtable we did on racer.com. I did with Marshall Pruitt and Kelly Crandall, and I asked some questions on Twitter, and we got through a grand total of one of those uh, in last week's pod, so I figured I'd just get round to answering the rest of them today, and don't worry, you don't have to put up with just my voice for it, because I've roped in the finest replacement ESPN has ever had on its F1 website, in the form of Nate Saunders, so uh, welcome, Nate. Wow, what an intro, the finest replacement, I mean, there's
1: only been about
0: three
1: people on the website in its history, so well, I'll take and, it, I'll
0: take
1: and, it. And I'm- and- I'm, I'm glad you got the intro right on the 15th take, Meadows. I've been sitting here for an hour, guys, listening to... No, no, he's, he nailed it in one. It was great.
0: You could have gone with that. I wouldn't have really had a comeback. Um, but thanks. It was well scripted. Uh, can you also please explain, in joke, as to why you are the finest replacement ESN, has, ES, ESN ESPN has ever had on its F1 website?
1: Well, so the rumour has it that the man who left ESPN before I took that job was... Um, Little-known journalist by the name of Chris Medland, from, uh, who now works for Racer magazine um, and has been on all sorts of other shows and websites since. But it's, it's
0: a scurrilous rumour. I don't think it's true. No, um, um, it's, it is true, um, actually. But as you said, yeah, it? I, I just hope... It's been so
1: long ago, so long ago, I can't remember,
0: when I, when I ousted you from ESPN. Yeah, it was, it was a cunning plan that came off well, but um, I've, I've already been on the ESPN podcast and I figured, well, Nate does such a rubbish job at hosting that, I'll pretend to be a host this week. Um, but that was a lot of fun. There is no pooch pouch as there was in that, but anyone who wants to no. find that podcast can find that. Uh, now, I've interrupted Nate doing some socially distant drinks via video call to uh, get him to join me on this. So it's only fair that I've joined him in having a drink too, uh, but that's as fair as I'm going to be because I've not told Nate any of the topics or questions in advance for this podcast, not one. Yeah, and I'm worried about that. Uh, well, you shouldn't be. These are all questions that came on Twitter last week. Uh, they were timeless ones, which is why I have them in front of me again. And we're just going to see what fans wanted to talk about, really. And we might answer the question, we might not, because Nate and I have a habit of going down some rabbit holes and talking rubbish, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. In fact,
1: I'm I'm convinced I'm gonna do that nine times over in this <laughs> podcast. But hey, right, let's 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 see what happens.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, first question's coming at you. Um are you ready? You're on the edge of your seat? I can I am. see. I literally am.
1: I yeah, literally
0: I can tell am. he's leaning forward. Um it's like in Top Gear when they tell you your lap time. That's what you're doing. I'm not taking this seriously. Yeah. Anyway, uh, first question came in from Aaron Bearden, who said, uh, with all these tours launching their own eSports series to work through at this time, uh, why not run something together or promote driver crossovers? Now, Nate, I know you love eSports. You're such a fan of watching all of the events that are on. Uh, Tell everyone your opinion.
1: (laughs) Well, um, first of all, I agree with that
0: um, suggestion. I I wrote, I'm going to plug something. It's the only time I'm
1: going to plug ESPN content. Plug away. I wrote five creative ideas everyone should consider for 2020 if we get the season running, of course. And one of them is to incorporate esports in with Formula One. Now, I'm not 100% sold on esports. I think there's way too much of it. Um, And I've never really been into watching other people do it. But the reach of it is incredible. And um, I think that incorporating some form of esports into a race weekend, it just seems like a no-brainer. We already have Formula Two, Formula Three races, and those are important for Formula One. But I think in terms of the event of a weekend, having big names taking part in stuff that people might find more entertaining, and isn't always as serious as a world championship race. You know, this weekend, for example, Ben Stokes, cricket, cricket. You know, we're we're both English. We 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 actually sat next to each other, didn't we, watching the World Cup final? The fact he's taking part in that event with a bunch of drivers is really cool. And I want to watch it for that reason and getting drivers involved in that kind of way, I think would be a a big part of race weekend. So I think it would, it would mean that the the focus isn't just on the Grand Prix. The Grand Prix is obviously the main event. There's no harm having other little events around it that kind of hype the main event itself. So um, I'd be, I'd be all in favor of that.
0: Nice. I am absolutely going to be a massive fanboy this weekend watching Ben Stokes. Um, Never have a favorite driver. Everyone asks those questions, but Sunday, definitely a favorite driver, Ben Stokes. Um, but the question actually was, because, you know, you didn't hear the question, right? No, you did. I asked, I asked for your opinion. But the, the question that came in was whether it would be better to run something together or promote crossovers, which I think would be a good thing to see. Because we've got, like you said, there are loads of events going on right now. Some of them very cool. And a lot, lot of the drivers are doing all of them. But in some, we've got sim races. and some, we've got just the drivers from that category. But if you look at what F1's done, what IndyCar's done, and what NASCAR's done, they're all trying to do their own individual official event as well. And in those you don't get any crossover. And I think between them, once those are established, a crossover event could be pretty cool. Maybe the top five or six from each category.
1: Mm. Yeah, sorry. I understand the question better now. I think there was some um I basically got half of what you asked me. So I heard esports F1 weekend. Um but yeah, no, absolutely. And 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 it would answer the age old question of who has the better drivers in which series. I know it wouldn't be a perfect comparison, but fans love that you know race of champions people always talk about seeing guys from different series in the same motor car having the same you know same machinery having a race so i guess we'd have some form of, of knowing that at least
0: yeah um, there was actually a follow-up as well actually that came in from aaron who says uh, with jimmy johnson trying out the indycar iRacing racing event who else would you like to see make a crossover so which driver would you like to see in which category
1: um is this talking purely esports, or is it just in, in,
0: yeah. in general? I, I, I'm going with esports. Yeah, we're, we're talking esports because let's not be yeah. sad by the fact that there's no real racing happening right now.
1: So I'd like to see, I'd like to see. We know that Max Verstappen and Lando are kind of the, the two premier gamers. I'd like to see them going up against IndyCar guys. You know, I think that we've seen them against esports guys, and we've seen them obviously racing in Formula One. So it'd be fascinating to have a third kind of thing to compare them against of IndyCar guys racing on maybe IndyCar circuits or configurations that they're more familiar that those guys are more familiar with than than them because i think if you put if you put lewis hamilton in a race i'm never sure how good the comparison would be because they're not they don't really game that much and i think it's quite a different i think you tweeted about this earlier that it was it's actually a very different discipline to do gaming compared to racing and so max and lando i'd say because of how good they are at both it'd be interesting to see them go across what about you which which, which guys would you say
0: i want to see Carl Larson come and do some f1 um so
1: yeah that would be mega
0: yeah so some, some a backstory here myself and nate and uh, lawrence from espn as well went to texas motor speedway 2017 i think it was end of 2017 and we saw a bit of nascar racing and we decided we were going to pick a favorite driver just to really get into it uh, and i went to Carl larson because he was taking the outside line and thrashing everyone that weekend so it was a lot of fun uh, and he just seems cool i reckon he'd come and yeah. just have a laugh so I, I want him in the f1 race and- and he
1: was he was the bad guy that weekend, right? Uh, I'm remembering. No, it correctly. You're it was... thinking
0: of you're thinking of the Chase Elliott, um, Denny Hamlin. Oh, Chase
1: Elliott, sorry. Of yeah. I yeah,
0: yeah, I knew I knew <laughs>
1: someone who one of us was rooting for was was kind of being booed all weekend. I couldn't remember who it was. That was Lawrence ago. Um, yeah, Chase it,
0: Elliott because of the Hooters car. That's right.
1: But the NASCAR guys going over that would be a good way of you know like a soft way of them getting into F1 or IndyCar racing it as well. So it's a, it's, a, it's a good shout. Maybe one of the Bush brothers as well um you know a bit feisty on track i don't know how that translates over to esports might be
0: the same yeah we do need some more scraps actually i think it did get feisty on the NASCAR esports events recently so um that's definitely something we need more of everyone's taking it to they're having too much fun with it let's get some spice in there but um yeah so some crossovers would be good now Speaking of there being too much stuff, as you said, uh, another question came in from a guy called Carl Brown, who said, would racing as a whole be more popular if there were fewer series and types of it? So IndyCar, F1, NASCAR, all the different sports car series, there's so many, and says if each NFL division had its own version of football with different rules and then football was in NFL, would be less popular, um, which is true. I mean, we are in the UK, so we, we talk soccer a bit more, but I can see you've got, um, you've got Bubba Gump's, Shirt, Forest Gump. Sorry, Bubba Gump. Forest no. on, <laughs> on your wall right now. Um, yeah. But yeah, with with the NFL, if it, that's true, if they were all playing to different rules and they were different sports you were following, it would be hard to keep up. So I can see the argument. Uh, yeah, do, I, I get
1: it. It's hard to say, isn't it? Because a lot of it's localized. So obviously in America, like you say, NASCAR. There's no that you don't really get NASCAR fans in Europe, but you do in America, and I think that formula 1 is clearly way you know much more popular in Europe than it might be um in north america so it's it's difficult to say i think that probably if there was more crossover events as we were talking about with the sports that might help just purely get the names of people and the status of people a bit higher because obviously most people know lewis hamilton beyond that in terms of racing your casual fan probably doesn't know that that many current racers especially if you ask them to name a, a a racing driver from three different series i don't think most people would even stand a chance of doing that whereas if you i'm trying to think of a, a perfect example off the top of my head but there's not really one but you could probably name three people from different nfl teams and i guess nfl is you know the way that's marketed i know that it's i know that's not exactly what the question was saying but i think if there was more crossover then maybe that maybe that would be the way to make it more popular but less racing for a for a racing fan be, it, you'd have to watch what was on But I don't think for a casual fan, that would make
0: much difference, to be honest. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Because it is, if you think the casual fan would come into the the headline events of any sport, really. And we did the same, don't we? When we got time, you watch the headline races. Uh, The follow-up question that Carl asked was, if you were appointed Worldwide Racing SAR, would you whittle it down? And if so, how? And I don't think I would whittle it down. But I do think what I'd change is have an overall governing body that was in charge of all motorsport and I know you've kind of got the FIA but you know they they don't run IndyCar and and that sort of thing and if you could get that so the calendars matched a bit better and then the flexibility was there for more crossovers like you said I think that could help boost the popularity good you're nodding yeah right yeah
1: <laughs> well
0: I, I would I, I
1: agree 100% and what I'd add to it is that um if we're while we're comparing to American sports and stuff one great thing they do in NBA and kind of an NFL with the Pro Bowl, but they have all-star games. And obviously there is the race of champions, but it's kind of, it's just, it's this, this, this standalone event that runs on its own and operates away from everything else. I would, the thing I would say is that at the end of the year, all the champions have to get together in the same race. You know, they have to do it. They can't opt out. They've got to do this. And it's, you know, it's around the same circuit or they borrow each other's machinery, something like that. Something that fans can watch and is 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 fun, but is also quite competitive as well, because these guys ultimately want to be the best in the world.
0: Yeah, that's true. there's there was used to be race of champions, which obviously uh, doesn't happen every year, but also doesn't involve every single winner. So yeah, it would have been like the perfect version of that. I, I like your thinking. I'm, um, I'm
1: pretty sure Lewis hasn't, for example, Lewis hasn't done the race of champions, has he?
0: But, um, as an example of yeah. that. So if, if
1: yeah, so if you if you made him compete, I think immediately you'd have more eyeballs on that.
0: Very true. And maybe not this year though, because the calendar looks a bit of a mess right now. Yeah. Which we will get onto. It's that is what it's. Um, yeah. one of the early ones is uh, Fraser Macefield who used to work at ESPN um, on ESPN F1 yeah, I'm asked, um, will the hiatus allow or encourage other teams to develop their own DAS uh, knowing teams may be back at the factory in a few weeks but with nobody knowing when the season may resume um, you know, could that happen? Red Bull developed their own double diffuser in response to the Braun one and almost caught them up back in 2009 uh, I'm going to jump in before I let you uh, basically because I, yeah. I, I think if they were going to Teams are less likely to now because they've got this section where they can't be working on it uh, because of the shutdown. They don't have the the money coming in to work on it, but they also are now in lockdown for a longer period than we would have had if it was just August. Uh, And it's been outlawed for 21, uh, as it was originally, but it means there's not a long-term game to be had with it. Uh, And if we're going to have a shorter season, it's going to be harder. You're just not getting the same returns. So I think it's actually less likely to to encourage teams to do it.
1: What do you reckon? Yeah, 100%. I mean, in, in pre-season, Matteo Bonotto said, didn't he, it would take until mid-season to implement DAFs on a car. And that was and that was talking when we had a 22-race season as it was laid out before the coronavirus pandemic. So now you're talking about much less actual time. So I don't actually think you you probably wouldn't get it on the car for... You might get it for a handful of races and really, is that worth it? Unless you really think you're going to be in a championship at the end of the year. Probably not. So I'd agree with you.
0: Cool. Look, that's a great... Oh, friends. Let's disagree on this next one. Um, Trey Shuttlesworth asks, uh, while this has already had drastic effects on the 2020 race calendars, how could the coronavirus pandemic affect the way the series modify their 2021 calendars? Uh, we've seen a bit with F1, haven't we, that they talked about potentially going into January um, with the 2020 mm. season. I don't think we're going to see uh, a full-on uh, super season in terms of it will I think if it goes into twenty twenty one, we'll still have a proper twenty twenty one season after it. Um, but it's it's certainly happening with uh, WEC. They they put out the dates of uh, Le Mans today in the times for that, and how that's gonna. They're looking at March, I think, to start their next season next year. But again, that's all they're having to wait. So uh, I heard that Nate. You just put your beer can down loudly. Less of that. Oh, sorry. I was <laughs> trying. I was trying
1: to put it down really, really gently.
0: I know, that's why I picked up on it. Um, yes. Yeah, so I, I, I think I do think it could affect them, yes. I think it would be surprising if it didn't, just because I think it's gonna be so late this year.
1: Yeah, I think the only the only change there might be is if is if we get experimental weekend formats like they're talking about, whether that actually impacts the thinking about future seasons. So I don't think it will I agree with you, I think a super season in F one, it'd be impos- it'd be really difficult to convince a a race to host uh, an event in the same championship year, I feel like you'd you'd really need to sell that quite hard to a, especially if they're paying a lot already f- to be at the end of the season, to say, oh, you know, your event in 2020 is actually com- s- the same season as your next event. I don't see how that would work. So, but it might, it might well, we shorten this weekend as we're doing. I think it will give F1 a lot of lessons of what we do. So that is actually going to have a bigger impact going forward than anything else we're going to see. Um, what I'd love to, to see them do Two, two races a weekend. I think our, our colleague Ben Hunt suggested, was it three, three races at the French Grand Prix? Um, stuff like that. Yeah. That's the best way to make up the calendar. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that is actually what they should do with this season is just basically use it as a test bed for the rest of the decade, basically, and say, right, right, we're going to try this. If it doesn't work, you know, people are going to be pretty starved for racing by the end of the year. So I think that if it doesn't work, people are still going to watch it and are still going to enjoy it because we've had this huge spell where we haven't had any racing
0: well then i'm going to throw a question in that's from me um oh. about i know there was a story uh in unexpected um from silverstone yesterday actually that was saying that they mm. thought it wasn't so stupid when they were asked i think it was on uh, a sky interview that they did um that they could potentially run the circuit in reverse just to have two weeks two mm. weeks in the weekend now that's not easy a lot of places because just runoff areas and the way you configure a circuit but let's forget all that. Let's have way more fun with it. What's the venue that is on the F1 circuit on the calendar right now that you'd like to see run in reverse?
1: Uh,
0: and you're only allowed spa, one. Spa-Francorchamps. I knew you were going to so, say Spa.
1: Sorry, I, I know it's the easy one to do, but it's just... It's so, good. You're right about the runoffs. I, so I saw um, a, somebody had done the British Grand Prix in reverse on a game. And while it looks cool, the, the way it's built, I don't think you'd actually get any overtaking because the way the circuit flows in the correct way round, there's certain places to overtake, but those are then kind of negated when it's in reverse. But Spa, you'd have, I think the effect of a rouge would still be the same because you'd still have a long way up to La Source, and then you'd have that. That would be fascinating to see how that would all play out, and it's such a long circuit as well. And I, I, I guess seeing it backwards would just be crazy. But I know I picked. I know I picked the one that's easy to easy to say. Monza backwards would be quite interesting as well because like from the other way barely any corners you could
0: run it easily yeah i think i was going to say I, that would probably work simply but it'd be very similar to the original monza uh, i'm yeah. i was racking my brain for another answer because i would have said spar if you hadn't and i'm thinking suzuka because yeah so that's a good
1: answer
0: um into a chicane so that would be a bit mickey mouse admittedly but then you've got 130r would be hmm It's not much of a challenge anymore anyway, but Spoon, when you got there, you'd have been on a long run to Spoon. That would be difficult um, at high speed arriving there. Then you'd be arriving at high speed again for the hairpin. So that would be a big braking zone and error bit. And then the S's downhill would be awesome. So I'm going to go in reverse. Yeah, the S's downhill would be mega. I like that. I
1: like that a lot.
0: There we go. Um, there we go. We're fixing f one as we go. Uh, moving on. Uh, question from Just Rocks, which is one of your favourite topics, Nate, tyres. Um, but it is a good oh. question, actually, that, you know, probably people are answering. But it says, realistically, what is this going to do to the whole 2021 tyre change if teams aren't able to do much testing? And I think Pirelli have canned all tyre testing this year, but not officially yet canned the yeah. 2021 tyres. But I'm pretty certain with no car changes, it's going to be no tyre changes.
1: Yeah, it would be pretty brave call to stick with the tyre change and not the car change. I think you can assume that everything is just being pushed as far back as it can be, and tyres obviously is a key part of that. Um And it would also be unfair, it would be unfair on the teams, but it would be unfair on Pirelli as well to make them bring in a tyre change for cars that they weren't meant to be on. So I think that it's fair to assume that, that as far back as the regulation change goes, that's as far back as the Pirelli stuff goes as well.
0: Yeah, I think... I think that's going to be um, the way they handle it and the only sensible way. I mean, Christian Horner was saying about pushing back the regs to 2023, wasn't it? Or 2022. No, 2020. Mm. Why can't no, I do maths? 2023, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: we're, we're, we're generous. We work in words. We don't work in numbers. I, I struggle yeah. with them as well.
0: Thanks, mate. Good save.
1: Wait, um, I'm, going to put you, I'm going to quickly put you on the spot, Meadows. What uh, do you think about Do you think you'll end up being 2023? Because I can see a very good argument for that. As, as, as much as it's painful to, to say it because we've been so excited for these regulation changes but given where F1 is it seems like a sensible decision to make
0: yeah i just don't think they need to make it that soon because they've outlawed aerodynamic testing until 2021 so i'd like to think you could just uh, yeah okay there's other aspects you could develop but realistically i think it would be fine to wait a few months and see how this does evolve and if you know basically the state that we do find ourselves in in 3 months or 4 months then you can go okay we're going to push them back to 23 that's fine because again you won't have been able to start work um mm. i do see the argument i do understand it uh, at some point you're going to be spending that money but under a budget cap hopefully so i think it's just sensible to at least have that discussion but it's going to be the smaller teams i imagine that are the ones that really need the help there and if they say in September time, yeah, we definitely need another 12 months to get our finances in shape, then great, push it back to 23. But I don't know if that might be a, be, be a call too early, if they made that call in the next month and said, right, we'll push it back to save everyone. And then, you know, how do we know how the pitch will be looking in six months time? So yeah, I think there's a bit of time there to make that call. I enjoyed yeah, being right. on the spot. Really. Thank you. For yeah, it was that. good,
1: right? I, and, and, and you, you handled it. I thought you were going to crumble under pressure, but you did you did annoyingly
0: very well. So such courage um, yeah i uh, I, w- I was ready for it i knew you were gonna swoop in uh you just you just had that that look about you that you're gonna try to derail this podcast i won't let that happen nate saunders uh but we're nearly done with questions we've got a couple more to go you'll be pleased to know and then you can get back to your socially distant drinking i just uh,
1: want to point out i want to point out beforehand that i've only had the beer that i'm currently drinking i've, I've not come in here on the back of like a five beer session just to clarify, to anyone listening who thinks I've been pulled away
0: from a virtual pub session, when oh, I, I had five in the ten minutes before we started this, thinking I was catching you up to get to the same level. Oh, really? So I did wonder speaks. you've got. So
1: I can see Manners. He's just got the beer sweats, just completely <laughs> covered
0: in sweat. <laughs> it's actually warm in it's here. Actually... I shut the window to keep the sound down, and it's no, warm up here. <laughs> it's, it's, it's
1: actually revolting to look at. I'm I'm, I'm glad we're wrapping up, <laughs> wrapping up in a minute.
0: Well, this is why this no, is all all right, only for it's all right. of the listeners. <laughs> um also it, it 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 is a joke we are only one beer yeah. each um but yeah. it does explain the terrible audio quality and terrible content that we are giving you right now but never mind um stick with us because we're nearly done uh next question comes in from someone who does know us and probably will be listening just for that reason because he's being nice uh it's peter over in the us in san francisco oh,
1: um
0: who actually asked this question last week when bernie had been speaking to reuters um but his comments about the 2020 season and when Bernie Eccleston said he would have just canceled it all. um, And you know, we'll come back in 2021. uh, How do we rate those comments? Are they constructive criticism, Nate?
1: Hmm. Well, I think it's Bernie having fun being a guy who can say that about Liberty media. You know, he, he's not really, he's not really shied away from making those kind of comments before. Uh, I think it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you've got Bernie saying that, and then you have Chase Carey saying, we still want to put 15 to 18 races on. And my opinion would be that slap bang in the middle of that is where you is where we probably will end up being maybe slightly more towards what chase said i i get i think we actually spoke about this when that actually happened was chase obviously has to answer to shareholders and you, you can't just say hey we're not going to have a season for obvious reasons from a business perspective and bernie you know is is sat at home in brazil Is kind of like all right well i'm gonna stick the knife in here while i can uh i think it's definitely there's definitely a chance of there not being a season uh, just given the unpredictability about things but um you can imagine that when he was on the phone doing that interview there's a big grin on his face because he he knew exactly what he was doing You know, he ran the sport for so long he absolutely knew what those quotes would 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 do how they'd come across so and to be honest from our perspective there's not much news around at the moment so i thought it was great i thought it was a, a good thing to read
0: yeah, I mean, like you say, Bernie ran it for so long. I imagine he would be desperate to run it again normally, but right now he must be delighted he's not in charge because he can say things yeah. like this. Doesn't have those headaches yeah. to deal with. Um, it, you know, He's getting busy, apparently. Um, reports in various media that he's going to be a father um, again at the age of yeah. 89 uh, in the summer. So congratulations on that. Um, but realistically... It's living,
1: living the dream—is that? I don't know. I don't know
0: what that. <laughs> yeah, is. on a farm in Brazil. But um, no, to be fair, I mean, Bernie did a lot of good for F1, as much as he also had some crazy ideas as well um, in the Helmut Marco camp sometimes. But it, he's just taking advantage, like you say, that he's not got the ties. He can say this. He can make he can make some headlines in this spell, but he can also kind of make life a bit more difficult from the people that uh, essentially ousted him from his job. Um But I'm with you. I, I don't. I don't see that being sensible at all. This is a business it needs, needs events to run. There's no way you can just cancel the season. Like you say, it might yeah. not happen, but you can't just cancel it. Um, yeah, you can't in the middle of March
1: say, okay, season's off. Because for all for all we know, you know, in a month things could could turn around, there could be solutions that could be found. I can imagine Chase Carey reading those and just like, come on, man. I didn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all the things I needed, this wasn't it. Yeah. Um, but I'd love to see how Bernie, I would have loved to have seen this situation play out just from an F1 perspective with Bernie still in charge because I think it would have gone a lot differently just the way he ran things. It would
0: have been yeah. fascinating to see. Yeah. I'm, I think a lot of people might be right that probably Australia would have gone ahead. He'd have powered through. He'd have done something like get, yeah. get McLaren. Like the way he, he controlled teams, I think he would have been like, right, get McLaren to stay quiet on their result, or, you know, to he, he, he find some incentive to make sure they didn't pull out um, or threaten them, you know, just find a way of just making sure that they stayed part of the grid and they would power on. and then afterwards maybe their hand was forced but he would have tried to make that event happen i think to show that f1 basically can deal with it better than anyone else but uh, eventually i think the right call was made in melbourne it just took a while that feels ages ago but that was only three weeks ago
1: i know yeah it's, it's crazy isn't it how things have gone because we would have been what well, we would have been talking about the, Viet, the vietnamese grand prix mm-hmm. had things been normal and that's not that long removed from australia like you say so but it feels like about a year since australia
0: yeah, I mean we're recording this on Friday evening UK time, which is why we have a beer in hand. It's the end of the week. We're allowed one. Um it's not, you know, we'll not do this at 9 a.m. on a Monday. But uh, yeah, this would have been practice day at Vietnam, which should have been exciting yeah. and new. And instead, we are all in lockdown. way Uh but last question is very US focused, um, which is a good one because your are Uh I am racer right now. So it comes in from Simon Strang, who is not US-based. He is uh, he works for Aston Martin here in the UK. But uh, Strang, he says, how about the venue in America that you would most like to replace Cota if the Grand Prix dropped off the bill?
1: That's a tough one. Uh, thing is, I, I wouldn't want, first of all, I wouldn't want Cota to drop off the bill. That would be the first thing I'd say. Is great Cota is such a good place for the US Grand Prix. It's, you know, it's, a, it's a purpose-built circuit. It's built a good legacy there. And effectively, has saved Formula 1 in terms of racing out there because there were no other circuits that could step up. If someone had to take it, it definitely wouldn't. I would say definitely not the race in Miami that they're planning because I actually went to Miami to, that, to the stadium to watch a Miami Dolphins game a couple of years ago. And I just couldn't, I couldn't imagine there being good racing there. I think it would be, it, it, I don't know. I think the, the problem with that race would be that they would have gone there for the name Miami rather than the strength of the venue. So for me, it would be to go back to Indianapolis race there again and basically undo the damage from the last time they went to Indianapolis and somehow try and maybe try and race alongside the Indy 500, do something like that. Just some, We were talking about crossovers earlier. I know that that's not ideal with Monaco, but they occupy the whole month of May in Indy. There must be some way you could cross-promote those two events by racing out there at the same time. Um, I know that's I know that's quite a boring answer, but on the spot, I, I reckon about ten minutes after this interview's f- finished, I'll be like, ah, I've got about five now. Um, but yeah, no, I'd say I'd say no, no, no. the Indy, the, the Grand Prix circuit, obviously not the not the oval, but the the what yeah. they used to race uh, in Formula One. I just think well, that'd be a oval. good opportunity. To do. The oval would be mad, but I just I don't know if I don't know if F one fans would would watch an oval race.
0: But yeah, you know, I, I think they would, but they watch it mate well yeah car, if it was on because it's Formula 1. It. um so yeah they i think i think they probably have the appetite for it but alongside uh an f1 race yeah. i see your point that uh, one's
1: actually that was really stumped me I, I i that was me kind of trying to think on the spot and not doing a very good job it's <laughs> was, not your struggle sure you could tell but... yeah. no it's not at all oh, yeah. and i i really i really crumbled under the pressure there i'm sure <laughs>
0: Sorry, it's a shame on, it? that this is audio only because Nate is... Mm. Well, one, you shouldn't be touching your face in these times, Nate, but he has his head in his yeah, hands because he's trying to work out what to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, then I'm going to go with that answer. And if you can't with another one, in the meantime, you can. And there's also a second question that you can have more fun with. Uh, but my answer would be Laguna Seca um, just because it's it's cool. It's California as well, and I think we should have a race in California. Um, but, yeah, I think that would be a really good place, uh, seeing F1 cars on the corkscrew. To be fair, I mean, it might not make for great racing, um, but then very few circuits do. Um, but I'm with you as well. Don't want code to drop off. Really hope that everything comes together there still. But um, yeah, if there was to be uh, just a random circuit that was available now, Road America would also be cool, but I'm gonna go with Laguna Seca. Yeah. But unless you've had a brainwave of another venue, um the follow-up question was it's not necessarily realistic, but what would be your ultimate fantasy US Grand Prix venue?
1: So you just mentioned it. So Road America, I think there's I don't know how good the racing would be there, but it's such a great, that's, that is a great circuit. And to race there would be, in theory, would be great. But again, you never, when you see a circuit, like you see it on a game or something, or you see onboards of it, you can never quite work out how good it would be in Formula 1. But Road America would be, would be interesting. And it would be very different to a lot of circuits that F1 races on. So I'd probably say that. Laguna Seca would be great as well. But um, Road America, I'd take Road America over Laguna Seca just because the unknown factor i guess you wouldn't know exactly what you're getting yeah um, and road, and road, and road america is what i should have said for the the, the last one as well or, or laguna sake. so but like your concept
0: well then so we could say your ultimate fancy usgp concept would be to have a double header with the indy 500 at indianapolis
1: yeah i think that i think that would be good. i think that that would work because we were talking about um crossovers earlier and i think one of the issues that we have in racing is that and this is doubling back to an earlier question, but every series tries to be like fiercely independent, which I don't think is a bad thing. But at the same time, there needs to be some crossover to appeal to the general racing fan. And yeah. the thing with some of the circuits we're talking about, each of them have an appeal to different fans. There's different, you know, an F1 fan wouldn't necessarily know much about Road America. And, you know, NAS- I suppose a NASCAR fan would know about COTA, but they wouldn't be as familiar with racing there as a Formula One fan would be, and crossing those things over and getting people talking about different circuits that host different races, I don't think that's a bad thing there at all.
0: No, uh, I agree with you on that point. Um, I'm also going to throw in my ultimate fantasy venue because um, I'm a big fan of Chicago, and I want to go see the Cubs at every opportunity. So uh, I reckon the Chicago race, downtown, along the lake, is it Lakeshore Drive that it's got, and then hmm. I, I couldn't tell you the exact route, but it would have to go you know, through the loop a bit. It'd be awesome, like cars going underneath uh, the L. I think that would look really cool. um So, and you could get you know a helicopter out on the lake, that would look great. cars coming flying along the the side of the lake, and it would would be a cool backdrop. So, uh, I'm going for the Chicago Downtown Grand Prix as my ultimate fancy USGP venue. Have that, I like that. the
1: Medland the Medland Chicago Grand Prix, and would you finish? You'd finish at Wrigley, right? I'm guessing.
0: Oh, no! I'd just be at Wrigley the whole time. I wouldn't be watching the race. I'd be at the baseball. Um, <laughs>
1: so for anyone listening, I can vouch for that. Well, we we went to Chicago on a road trip, and within the first day, we were we were sat at Wrigley Stadium watching a baseball game, which was great. I, I'm not complaining about it, but it was amazing how quickly we ended up at baseball.
0: Um, well, we were away for just over two weeks, I think, or about two weeks, and we got three games in at Wrigley. Yeah. Yeah, we did yeah, well.
1: It was fantastic. It's a great play. I, I, I'd say anyone, baseball fan or not, you should
0: go, 100%. Yeah. When we're allowed outside again. Uh, anyway, yeah, on, on that note of um missing the wider world, uh, we're going to wrap it up uh, because that's all our questions, and it's seven o'clock here, and I'm told that's when I should finish. So, <laughs> Nate, thank you very much for joining me uh, via
1: well,
0: you, of the internet. um You can get back to your virtual pub now. Uh, and yep. what I'm it's not quite the same, you- is, it? is it as, a, as, a, as a usual? Pub? No, it's it's. It's a lot more calm and cheaper, actually. Um, but yeah, a bit yeah. quieter. Yeah, the,
1: well, getting around is a bit easier. Bit, yeah, a bit less, a bit less hassle in London getting your own round in. But other than
0: that, yeah, not great. And you get started on less, which is helpful as well. So, yeah. well, you'd be surprised. <laughs> my housemates, my housemates just keep starting on me. Yeah, so
1: must be, must be something about me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, mate. But yeah. Um, anyway, I'll let the, I'll let you get back to apparently getting beaten up by your housemates uh and for everyone else it's i think it's i think the message is stay home stay safe and as nate is it's stay home and try and stay safe from the sounds of it uh that has been the podcast that is not a podcast podcast. And hopefully that was informative and a bit of fun. We might do it again at some point. Don't know if I use Nate again because frankly it's rubbish. But if there's more questions that come in at some stage, we've got time on our hands. So uh, readracer.com, readespn.com slash Formula One or F1. Um, not the rest of the website. I can't plug a whole website like that. Uh, and yeah, hopefully we'll be back with you soon, either answering your questions and very soon, hopefully getting back to some normal racing. Thank you very much.